You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Call us up on Alexa, on Google Home. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. And you can find all the podcast episodes at Locked On Packers. And today's episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, and you get paid. It is Friday, and the Packers take on the Bears on Sunday. It is the Sunday night football tilt. Football night in America at Lambeau Field. Really America's team. Aaron Rodgers, during halftime last night, told Peter King he felt like Green Bay was America's team. We knew that. He also said he felt like it was the greatest job in sports to be the quarterback of the Packers for that very reason. So there will be a full interview. Uh, I don't know why I'm promoting Peter King's interview with Aaron Rodgers, but that is a thing that's going to happen on Sunday, and and it should be interesting. I don't know that it'll be news-breaking or, or groundbreaking, but anytime Aaron Rodgers does an interview, I, I think Packer fans are interested in it. It's a little less... Dramatic now that he has a contract and is going to be in Green Bay for the long term. But uh, I I think Rodgers is a captivating enough figure in the imagination and the minds of Packer fans that any any major interview he does is a big deal. And Peter King is also a big deal. The normal Friday routine is going to be to deal with injuries. There will not always be a Friday show if, if, if one is not necessary. But I do think uh, there are some injury things to get to today. We're going to talk a little bit about rule changes a little bit later uh, and get to some predictions at the very end. But let's start with the injury report. The Packers, it seems, are going to have 21 of their 22 preferred starters on offense and defense. Jake Ryan, I think we have to consider at this point, was the preferred starter at inside linebacker. Uh, My preference would have been Oren Burks. So if he is going to play, and he is listed as questionable officially, practiced all week in a limited fashion, uh, it, it seems like he has a good chance to play, but it you know no better than, than 50-50, but also no worse. So uh, I would expect him to play, but Mike McCarthy said he is comfortable with uh, Antonio Morrison in particular, for me anyway, Uh coming in and and playing that role. I think that part of the problem, though, is Josh Jones, who might have been able to come in and mitigate some of the loss of athleticism that you get with Burks, and and you play, you know, maybe a sort of heavy nickel uh, with with three safeties instead of the extra corner. You can't do that without Jones. Now, they might might play Jermaine Whitehead. I think he's someone who he's going to play more than he might otherwise have played in this game, um, and they might have at some point played all four. I think the Packers view Josh Jones as an overhang defender, as a as a linebacker safety hybrid, and Whitehead is more of a true safety who can play corner. And if they don't have Burks or Jones, 
that would be a pretty big blow for this defense because the Bears, one of their strengths is they have some versatile non-receiver weapons. Trey Burton is going to be a major part of this offense. Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, they are critical pieces to this offense and having guys in the box with athleticism to defend them is going to be a critical part week to week, really, of being a good defense. Not having Jones or Burks would be a pretty big blow. Now, the good news for Green Bay is Morrison, if he were to have to start and and play in the place of Burks, is a starter. He was a starter last year. In fact, led the Colts in tackles last year. He is an excellent run defender. And the basis, despite the fact that the the Matt Nagy offense, which is really the Andy Reid offense from Kansas City, is much more diverse and creative as a passing scheme than we saw last year, it is still predicated on running the ball. And the Packers, I predicted this with Acme Packing Company, I think they could have the best defense against the run in football, the number one run defense. It's going to be a top five group if if guys like Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels stay healthy. And it's going to be tough for Chicago to run the ball. And you put in Morrison instead of Burks, who is a much better run defender naturally, it's going to be difficult for Chicago. You're going to make them play left-handed. They're going to have to only throw the ball. And if you're going to ask Mitch Trubisky to throw the ball 50 times or 40 times even, that's too many for him. That's too many for the Bears. And that plays into the Packers' hand. You give this secondary that many chances, and it is a much improved secondary, more ball hawks, more guys who can make plays on the ball, they're going to make some. And it's just you want to make the Bears throw it. You want to make Mitch Trubisky beat you. And losing Burks if he doesn't play or Jones if he doesn't play doesn't affect making them do the thing that you want them to do. And that is an important thing to point out here. Yes, Burks would have been a great weapon if he if he does or Jones. Both of them would have been great defensive weapons against Chicago to 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 handle guys like Trey Burton. But losing them wouldn't necessarily make them any worse in achieving the goal that they need to achieve, which is make the Bears do the thing that they're not as comfortable doing, which is throw the ball. And that's the thing that they are not going to be as effective doing as other teams would and may not be able to take advantage of a young defense in the same way that if it were Drew Brees or Tom Brady. Mitch Trubisky is not one of those guys. So this this injury situation for the Packers is very advantageous for the most part because the offensive line is healthy, the receivers are healthy, the outside linebackers are healthy, the safeties are are healthy because Jones is really not a safety. He's a, he's a rover. He's an overhang defender. And the corners are healthy. And most importantly, Aaron Rodgers is healthy. And I think that's the only thing that really matters in this game because I just don't think even if Khalil Mack is going to play 20, 30 snaps, he is going to be on a pitch count. Roquan Smith, ditto. Uh, I I think only in obvious passing situations, maybe nickel and dime, are we going to see Roquan Smith? I think that's a place where Green Bay can exploit because he is so inexperienced at this point. And not just because he's a rookie, but because he held out 
and has had very little experience even just practicing. Is he going to be ready for a game, bright lights, national TV at Lambeau Field in a rivalry game against Aaron Rodgers? I, I wouldn't bet on it. And I, I would bet on Green Bay trying to take advantage of that matchup. Get Jimmy Graham in the middle of the field. That's something that they're going to try and do. And I think it's something that they're going to have success doing. I think this, this Green Bay offense is going to be able to have success getting after this defense because they did last year. And not just with Aaron Rodgers, but with Brett Hundley, Aaron Rodgers has owned the Bears over the course of his NFL career. And it, it's just hard for me to see a way, even if they don't have Burks and Jones, but I do think there's a good chance Burks plays, that they can take away, basically eliminate one part of the Bears offense and a critical part of the Bears offense and make the Bears do something that they don't want to do and do something that they're not as good at doing. They are a better run team, just by personnel. So if you put Morrison in there, there's still going to be a very good run defense for the Packers. If Mitch Trubisky attempts more than 30 passes, the Bears are going to lose. I mean, you can just you can absolutely take that to the bank. If he attempts more than 30 passes, they're going to lose. If, they, if he attempts more than 25 passes, they'll probably lose. Because the Bears cannot win a shootout with Green Bay. They just can't. And the spread reflects that. I mean, it's seven, seven and a half points, eight points. I think that the point-based models have this as about an eight-point game in favor of the Packers, even with Khalil Mack. And if you want to bet on the game, I always tell you, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on, which is why you should do it at mybookie.ag. Lay down some cash and you can win big today. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And if you're a fantasy football player, I love this feature because there are so many things about gambling that can seem complicated and can seem opaque to the average casual person, but everyone plays fantasy. You can bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player is going to score. It couldn't be easier if you join now. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar when you use the promo code LOCKED. On. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim your bonus. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. I got a question on Twitter from Nick Costello, and it was based on something that was mentioned on the broadcast Thursday night uh, in a really horrible game. Uh, between the Falcons and the Eagles, that the Falcons absolutely should have won. And I said this on Twitter. um, The Falcons are not to be considered an NFC contender until further notice, until this offense doesn't look like a disaster in the red zone, until Steve Sarkeesian figures out, I don't know, anything. It it was a a disaster last night to have five shots at the end zone and, and have three passes out of the back of the end zone. Just uncatchable passes. I mean, it's, that's just unacceptable when you have Julio Jones. So just Packer fans, remember that. The next time the Packers have an issue in the red zone, it could be worse. Your coach could be Steve Sarkeesian. Just, just remember that. But there was a play that was blown dead where a defender had jumped off sides off the edge and the referees stopped the play. And Chris Collinsworth said, this is a new point of emphasis. They're going to blow these pay- these plays dead when it's an unabated to the quarterback. So 
It's going to be fewer free plays. And a lot of Packers Twitter went, wait, what? And Nick brought this up as well, thinking that free plays had been eliminated. And that was how Collinsworth made it seem. So I, I don't blame Nick for being confused. I was confused at first as well. And essentially, after some clarification, it seems like what is going to happen is they are going to be more aware of a rule that was already in place. They didn't really change the rule. It is a point of emphasis this year that in years past, they were very lax on unabated to the quarterback offsides. They would just let the play run. And I think a couple times last year, that happened. They didn't blow the play dead, and the defensive end or the outside linebacker who was offsides blew the QB up and got a big hit on him. And I don't know that there were injuries, but I think the NFL was basically like, look, uh, we need to protect the quarterbacks, and that's how this works. The NFL is always going to do whatever it takes to protect the quarterback. And we need to we need to be better about calling this penalty because unabated to the quarterback was created for a reason. A play should be stopped dead so that a quarterback doesn't get killed when the when the player was offside. This was already on the books. The Packers with these types of penalties rarely is it a situation where the where the defensive end or the linebacker or the blitzing safety or whoever it is that jumps offside rarely are they unabated to the quarterback. And if you go back and look at some of the free play touchdowns that Rodgers has created, it's pretty rare that this this rule emphasis would apply to the Packers. And and Rodgers is also great at the substitution thing, the 12 men He's going to continue to do that. That's not going to be a problem. He's going to keep getting free plays. A lot, I would say most offside penalties are guys who jump into the neutral zone, get stuck, and and jump back. And so long as that is what's happening, they're not going to blow the play dead. There might be a, it, it is really only relevant for when a defensive end or outside linebacker just doesn't stop, doesn't realize they're offside. And usually with a hard count, you get hard counted and you realize you're offside, so you freeze. And that that's not really the kind of play that we saw last night where the defensive end was offside, they blew the play dead. He did kind of freeze, but the, the offensive tackle didn't get out of his stance. And so it was pretty clear that they were unabated to the quarterback. Now, the Packers drill this. They practice it. So as soon as the center sees that guy move, he snaps the ball. And there is no unabated to the quarterback if the play is happening. So if if he doesn't have time to be unabated, if he's only taken that one step offside and the, the offensive tackle is already in his pass set, it's, it's as much visual as it is anything else. The referee sees it, sees everything in motion. It happens so fast. If the offensive tackle is already in his pass set, his brain is looking at it going, it's a, it's a play. He wasn't unabated, but he was offside. The Packers are so good at catching those things that I don't think the rule, generally speaking, is going to matter that much. But there have been times over the last few years where Aaron Rodgers has wanted the free play and, and has not gotten it and has been very 
physically and and demonstratively upset at referees for blowing plays dead where he felt like he wanted the free play. He always wants the free play. He's going to continue to get those calls. He's going to continue to get free plays. The rule is there to protect the quarterback. And I think Packer fans should just understand and appreciate, look, the rule is there to make the quarterback safer, to make sure Aaron Rodgers stays on the field. And if that means one or two plays a year that were not going to be called before are going to be called now, if the trade-off is just a fractional percentage of protection for Aaron Rodgers, that's probably worth it in the grand scheme of things because Rodgers is going to get those plays. He's a good enough quarterback. The rest of the game, he can make up for that one lost free play. He's he's Aaron Rodgers. Before the Khalil Mack trade, I thought this was a 31-17, 31-14 type game. Post-Mack, I think it's more like 27-17, 27-14. 27-17 is my final call. I do think Mack is worth a, worth at least a field goal. I know he's not going to play the whole game. He's going to play limited snaps, but I, you know, I think the Packers are going to have to account for him. I do think he'll probably create some pressure at some point because he's just he's that good. He's a field tilter. The Packers, this was so funny last night. Rodney Harrison said the Packers don't have anyone that can block Kolomak. And I I made a joke on Twitter that I was so sad to hear about the passing of David Bakhtiari and Brian Bulaga because David Bakhtiari is an all-pro left tackle. And Brian Bulaga is one of the best pass-blocking right tackles in the league when he's healthy. And the numbers, by the way, at Pro Football Focus absolutely back that up. And so for a show that has Chris Collinsworth, who is a a main investor in Pro Football Focus, and uses that data. Collinsworth loves to use that data. It's in the NBC lower third graphics on players. Their data says Brian Bulaga and David Bakhtiari are really good pass blockers, and yet a guy on your show thinks the Packers don't have anyone who can block Khalil Mack? I mean, I understand Akeem Hicks saying it because he's a player and he gets to talk trash and he gets to go, oh my God, this guy's so great. Rodney Harrison, you should know better. That, I mean, that was that was just, that was silly. And it's one of those things that David Bakhtiari continues to be so underrated. I mean, I genuinely think he's the most underrated player in football because I, for my money, he's the best left tackle right now. Tyron Smith struggling to stay healthy consistently. Jason Peters coming off a serious injury. Anybody else? I, mean, I really think that that he is the guy that you point to, and Trent Williams is probably another guy that that belongs in that conversation. But I would take Bakhtiari. I think he's a better pass blocker, and I didn't see Nick Perry get him for three sacks in a, in a playoff game. I've never seen Bakhtiari, and not recently anyway, get beat the way that Trent Williams got beat by Nick Perry. He's never. I've never seen him overmatched in a game. Never. Going back to you know early in his career. I'm not saying that they're gonna the Packers are gonna shut down Mac, but I do think that they're gonna do a pretty good job against him. He's only gonna play limited snaps, 20 to 30 snaps. I think Green Bay is gonna throw a lot on first down to try and make sure that they can't just have Mac in on second and long, third and long. Get get those passes in on first down so that it's second and two, so that it's third and two. And you have the option. And you you make the Bears make a decision. You want to put Mac in in those scenarios. And maybe they do, but it certainly makes it easier for Green Bay to to stay out of obvious passing situations. You want to stay out of third and 10 as much as possible. And, and the way that Green Bay has been able to run the ball against this team, I think Green Bay is able 
will be able to effectively do that. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery is going to have a nice game. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play well. The quarterbacks, again, Aaron Rodgers has owned the Bears in his career. I mean, this is one of those games I think he's going to have, you know, 260, 280, 300 yards, three touchdowns, and the Packers win. Uh, Yeah, I think 27-17 is the right number to me. The Packers win. They cover, and it's on to Minnesota. All right, we're going to have a full week next week. Minnesota Vikings, a huge game. The biggest early season game for the Green Bay Packers, probably until after the bye week. This is the biggest game of their early season. I wrote for Acme Packing Company a couple weeks ago. I think the season is week two. If they don't win week two, they can't win the division pretty much, you know, barring, barring craziness from the Vikings. And it really puts them behind the eight ball in the NFC. They're going to have to be a wild card. They're going to have to go on the road in a devastatingly difficult conference. They need to win next week. But let's start with they need to win this week. They need to beat the Bears. And then they need to beat the Vikings. And then they'll be on their way in the NFC North and the NFC as a whole. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can always hit us up. You send me questions during the game. That's something that I can use to jump off from on Monday. Things that jump out to you, things that, that you're worried about or think were great, I can address them on Monday. Hit us up at the Lockdown Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775. A ton of great content at acmepackingcompany.com. The latest there on Twitter as well, remember. It's time for real football. It's time for week one. It's time for Packers-Bears, the NFL's oldest rivalry, and it's time in prime time for the Packers to kick off the 2018 NFL season. It's time for you to do the same by staying locked on Packers.